Hi, you're listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at koldodi.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com forward slash Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Isaiah 28, 16 is where I want to start. Father, we just pray you open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word. Lord, speak to us through your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word speaks to us. We thank you that it never passes away, Lord, that every word of God is pure and proves true in Proverbs 30, verse 5, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you, you purify us through it. And you teach us through it. You make us, you, you instruct us and disciple us through it. In Yeshua's name, we thank you for this time today. In Yeshua's name, we pray. Amen. The Amen. Isaiah 28, 16 says, Therefore, thus says my Lord Adonai. And that's really how I translate it because Adoni and then yod heh vav My Lord Adonai, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a costly corner. Cornerstone, Evan, Evan. It's Evan, a stone, some, uh, and Evan, then a tested, valuable cornerstone. And the word Evan then is with bochen, uh, bochen, a tested, to be tested for performance, for quality. He says it's a firm foundation, musad, musad. Musad, Musad, a firm foundation, uses the verb twice, the, the noun uh, twice. Whoever trusts will not flee in haste, it translates it in TLV. The Hebrew is Hama'amin lo yachish. He will not, whoever trusts, whoever believes, whoever has faith, whoever trusts, will not, lo yachish, will not be in a hurry, will not act quickly will not be in a hurry, will not act quickly. God is not in a hurry. God is laying a solid foundation, a musad. And so don't be in a hurry. Don't move swiftly, it means the Hebrew. Chush, let's say chush. Chush, don't move swiftly when God wants to lay a foundation that will stand, that will be established. And yasad, let's say yasad. Yasad is the root of Musad. It means to be established. God wants to establish something that's, stand, that's stable and strong. Evan, stone, means, he, it's, means stone. It's a, something he creates by using a special tool. A special tool is what the meaning is. And interesting, the word Evan or stone, you can see the, the word father in there, Av, and you can see the word son in there, Ben, Evan, Be'av, and Ben. 
Father and Son are both in stone. A lot of interesting thoughts about that. And he says this will be a cornerstone. A cornerstone, pina, means it's acquired, purchased property. Acquired, purchased property. And it's valuable. He says it's valuable. It's, it's yakar. Yakar means it's costly. It's expensive. It's precious and it's rare. God is establishing you and I. He is establishing us by using a special tool, having tested our quality and acquired us as his purchased property. Why? Because he deems us valuable and rare. He deems you valuable and rare. And what is the tool? What is the tool he uses to test our quality? Well, I hate to tell you this, but it's rejection by people. While knowing that you're valued and costly to God. Because Peter tells us we come when Peter quotes this verse. And this verse, by the way, is this idea of, you, of the stone is many times throughout the scriptures. We come to Yeshua, Peter says, who is the living stone. First Peter two, verses four and five rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. Let's say that we come to Yeshua. Let's say it. We come to Yeshua, the living stone. Living stone, rejected by men, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. All right. Rejected by men. Yes, he was rejected by men, but he's chosen by God and valuable, precious, rare. You also, Peter says, as living stones. He's the stone, capital S. We're Stones, small s's, if you will. Small s, if you will. We're part, we're as he is, we're part of him. And we're living stones and we're being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, a holy koanim or priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Yeshua HaMashiach. Acceptable to God. Spiritual sacrifices, so Peter tells us. So this is what we do. We follow in his steps. We suffer. Peter tells us we suffer with him. We follow in his steps in 1 Peter 2, 21. He says in 1 Peter 4, 1, he says, arm yourselves. Since Messiah has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same mind. Expect it. Anticipate it. Yes, it's part of what you signed up for. He suffered, you'll suffer. Yeshua is the stone. Now, in Psalm 118, verse, 21, verse 22, he, Rosh Pinah, a place in Israel is actually named after Rosh Pinah, it's the cornerstone. In Ephesians 2, 20, he's the head cornerstone. The head cornerstone. In, in Ephesians 2, it says, you are no longer strangers, foreigners, but fellow citizens of God and God's, with God's people members of God's household. You have been built on the foundation. We've been built on the foundation made up of the apostles and the prophets, the apostles and the prophets, with Messiah Yeshua himself being the cornerstone. Again, this pinah, this one that is the cornerstone, the rosh pinah, really, the head cornerstone. 
And Acts chapter 4, turn there for a minute, look at Acts 4, when Peter quotes this verse and really merges the verses, but which oftentimes they did, quoted and, and merged the verses. And if you were legalistic and rigid and said, well, you're misquoting that, you're not quoting, well, you, wouldn't have, you would have had problems with Peter and J- James and John. You would have problems with, you'd have problems with the Lord, to be honest. Because there's, he's merging the verses, they, to what they did by the Holy Spirit, they took, and they took the verses a lot of times and through the Holy Spirit, quoted them and put them together to communicate amazing truths. And here he says, he says, he's being he, there. Now, there, there, the he, man had been healed. A sick man had been healed. A, a miracle had happened. And they were, and they were being, uh, standing before the Sanhedrin, Peter, filled with the Spirit in verse 8. Uh, Peter, filled with the Spirit, says, rulers and elders, we're on trial this day for a, a mitzvah, a, a wonderful thing done to a sick man and how, as to how this fellow was healed, let it be known to all of you and the people of Israel that by the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the Nazarene, the Nazarite, whom you had crucified, whom God raised from the dead, this one stands before you whole. This Yeshua is the stone. This Yeshua, verse 11, is the stone. So he's the stone rejected. Isaiah 28, 16, Psalm 118, verse 22, by you the builders. Now, Peter's Jewish too, but he's, he's speaking and he's saying you, you know, so he can talk to them this way. He's saying you, you are rejecting him. He's our Messiah and you need to receive him. It says, by you, the builders, that has become the chief cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Do we still believe that? Yeah, yes, yes, we do believe that. We do believe that. Many don't believe that today. And they, you know, compromise with that. But this is one clear verse in the scriptures that says there is not Two or three or four or five other ways. You know, every Passover, every time we come to Passover, you know, we, we, I always, you know, make that such a point. There was one way to escape death that night, you know, the 10th plague when the firstborn uh, sons of every household would be killed. And like Jeff was mentioning this morning, that blood atonement so beautifully. You know, the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and lintel of the house. And you could have said, well, can't we find another way? Can't we do something? Isn't there an alternative? There was just one way to escape the death. There weren't, it wasn't choose A, B, C, D, or E. There was one way. God provided a way of salvation, a way that everyone could escape that judgment of death, and, uh, and death would pass over the house, Pesach, pass over, leap over, skip over that house. But you had to follow his way of doing it. And so here he says in 412, he says, this Yeshua is the stone. And he says, he is, there's no salvation in no one else, no other name under heaven given to humankind by which we must be saved, delivered. So he is the way, the truth and the life. In John 14, 6, as he said, uh, I am the way, the truth and the life. He that comes to me. So that's the, he's the way through eternal. So here is Peter quoting this 
And now, we are, we are living stones, Peter says, coming to Yeshua, the living stone. We're the living stones growing into the spiritual, built up into a spiritual house. We're growing vertically and we're growing horizontally. We're serving, we're, we're growing in our relationship with God and in the community of believers as we serve together. That's how we grow. We don't grow if we don't serve together. We don't grow just individually. We grow together. It's both. It's both. I follow Yeshua who is established already, tested through rejection and chosen and precious to God. That's what gets me through any rejection, right? Is knowing God loves me, knowing God chose me, knowing that the rejection is just a part of it and that I'm identifying with Messiah as he suffered in all their afflictions. He was afflicted. I, he's, I'm identifying with him. And so we must not walk by faith, but we must walk by, I mean, we must not walk by, sorry, by, oh boy, I messed that one up. We must not walk by, what, sight, but we must walk by, what, faith. There we go, thank you. All right, Second uh, Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight, and that's why we, he that believes must not be in a hurry, make, because if we walk by sight, we will make decisions and do things in haste and the foundation won't be built properly. Hebrews 6.12 says those who through faith, speaks of those who through faith, he says actually be imitators of those who through faith and, don't be, and patience inherit the promises. Yeah, and actually the word imitators there is the word for like acting, mimic, mimic, mimic those. So sometimes it's followers of those, but it really isn't, it's followers, but it's really mimic. The Greek word is to mimic. You actually... So Hebrews 6.12 says, don't be sluggish, but followers of those, imitators, mimicking those who through faith or trust and endurance. Hupomeno in the Greek. Hupomeno is a great Greek. I love that hupomeno word. Translate King James, translate patience, but most translate endurance, perseverance. It, hupomeno means to stay under hupo. Meno, to stay under. Don't flee. Don't run away. Don't get upset at people and run away. That's not good. You're not going to grow. That's avoiding the maturity that God is trying to cause into my life. Don't run. Don't blame someone. It's easy to blame at someone. Everyone's at fault, including you. <laughs> I mean, we're all, we're all at fault. So you run away instead of enduring. Stay under God's got the fire. God's trying to disciple you. God's trying to help you grow. And if you don't go through it, if you don't stay under, you won't mature. You won't, and he'll have to put you, keep doing it again and again until you finally get over. So we have so many blind spots, and we don't see it. We keep saying, it's their fault. It's them. It's them. doesn't matter, don't you see? It's not here. Joseph, think of Joseph. It wasn't you. It was God who sent me here. It was God who did this to me. You didn't do it. It wasn't you. He really meant it when he said that to his brothers. It wasn't you. Because he saw it was God. And that's the only way you're going to get to the place where God can really use you. And where you're not, and I'm not someone who's reacting at people and, and uh, instead of being able to be a vessel of, ambassador of of his grace and, and ministry to people. So we're growing. 
we, we grow. And Abraham received the promise of a son and a successor. But what happened? He grew impatient. He grew impatient, and he didn't stay. And so, he, and so enter on the scene Hagar and then Ishmael, right? Proverbs 19, verse 2 says, he, who, he sins who hastens with his feet. He sins if he, who hastens with his feet. Now, what is fishing? Have you heard of fishing? You know what fishing is? Not F-I-S-H. I'm not a fisher. I'm not an F-S-I. Are you a fi- How many are fishers here? I'm sure there's a lot of fishers here. And that's great. It, to me, it's really boring. But I like active sports. I like things where I, you know, I, fishing just to sit with a, yes, I like pickleball. Of course, the biblical fishing was with a net. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, the rod. It was, they, were, they were throwing nets. It was hard work. Was fishing with a pH. You know what fishing is. I'm sure you know. But listen to this. It's fascinating. Fishing is the fraudulent practice of sending emails or other messages purporting to be from reputable companies in order to induce individuals to reveal personal information, such as passwords and credit card numbers. It's the practice of tricking Internet users as through the use of deceptive email messages or websites into revealing personal or confidential information, which can then be used illicitly. For example, impersonate a legitimate company to steal people's personal data or login credentials. That's one I just got. Now, you all get them, right? That's one I just put one I've said. I, I just got it this week. I said, oh, I'll put it, use it as an example because I want to talk. So that's what I got. So, of course, I immediately call, gave them all my information. No, I didn't do that. I would never do that. All right. So I don't know what. Thanks for payment. There was no payment. I didn't give this person any payment. I, I don't, it's not my, I don't have a loan number. I don't have any, you know, any of that. It's, it's a horrible thing. It's, and, and, you know, I, hey, just like there's going to be judgment for all sorts of things. I mean, the people that are perpetuating this and, and receiving, uh, especially, you know, elderly people that don't even, you know, that, are, that don't even realize what's going on, and they're going to be, man, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes with the judgment. Fishing uses three tactics. Listen, fear, reward, or sense of urgency. All right? You get an email or a text evoking you to respond rapidly for one of these, those reasons. All right? You just won a million dollars. So claim it now. Hurry up. Claim it now. Or just all I need is your password. <laughs> all we need, right? Or you've been hacked. All right? Oh, my gosh, you've been hacked. Send your bank account number quickly, your social security, quickly. Do it. Hurry up now. Or here's your invoice. You better pay now or you're going to have a lot of interest. Hurry it. The, listen, the adversary, think about it. The adversary uses the same three tactics, doesn't he? Fear, reward, urgency, sense of urgency. Fear. He scares you, wants to scare you. You're in trouble. Fear, 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 fear. Or reward, but not God's kind of reward. Reward like temptation to get rich quick. Rich quick instead of and forego hard work and patience and diligence like God says the real, you know, what you're supposed to do and says 
just jump to the quick, quick, quick rich. You know, we've all made mistakes like that, right? Maybe, I know I did a big one early, you know, early on. Urgency. Do it now or else, the enemy says. You'll miss out. You'll be in trouble. Well, we overcome him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, right? And by not loving our lives until the death, until death. Revelation 12, 11. We really do. The only one I fear is who? Yes, God, right? God is the only one I fear. Isaiah 8. Listen to Isaiah 8. I love these verses. Love these verses. Isaiah 8, verses 11 through 13. For Adonai, thus Adonai spoke to me with a strong hand, warning me that I should not walk in the way of these people. Don't walk in the way of the world. Don't walk in the way of these people, saying, do not say it's a conspiracy. Oh, everyone's panicking. It's a conspiracy. Oh, it's a conspiracy. Uh, saying, do not say about everything that these people call a conspiracy. You must not fear or tremble as at what they fear. Fear, 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 fear. You've got to do it now. Fear. Adonai, now look what he says. The Lord, Adonai, of oath, the Lord of hosts, Adonai, the Lord of the armies, him will you sanctify. Let him be your fear, trembling at him. And he'll be a sanctuary. Right? He's, remember the word fear, yare in Hebrew, means that what has your constant attention. It's what has my constant attention. But the fear of the Lord is that he has my constant attention. He's the one. He's, my pre- he's preeminent. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and it's also the beginning of knowledge, Solomon says. You can't, so the one I fear is God. The, you can't buy me. Number two, you can't buy me. My reward is him. He's my reward. He's my exceedingly great reward. Genesis 15, 1, God told Abraham, walk before me. And he says, I'm your reward. I'm your exceedingly, I'm your very great reward. Genesis 15, 1. You can't buy me. And I'll roll my way on him and wait for him. I'll commit my way to the Lord. For my times are in his hand. Psalm 31, 15. I'll trust him. He who believes shall not act quickly, shall not be in a hurry. Isaiah 28, 16, right? He who trusts will not be in a hurry. Don't act quickly and regret it. God's way, God's way is to work in time, and his actions are great. Deuteronomy 7.22, turn there. This is in the parsha. It says, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. Ma'at, ma'at. Let's say ma'at, ma'at. Ma'at, ma'at. Little by little. You will not be able to put an end to them. Lo maher. All at once. You'll not be able to put an end to them all at once. When you go into the land, I'm going to drive them a little bit. Lest the beasts of the field will multiply on you. We want everything resolved now. No loose ends. Nothing left hanging. hanging. I want everything. Oh, I, gotta, I, want to, I want to tie everything up. But God doesn't work that way. He forces us to wait. 
He wants us to learn trust and patience. He wants us to pray and to seek Him. And then to shut up and prepare to act when the door opens. To be blunt. Commit your way to Adonai. Psalm 37, verses 5 through 7. Roll, literally the Hebrew is galal, to roll your way to Adonai. I love that picture, don't you? Roll your way. Roll it off of you, off your shoulders. Roll your way to Adonai. Trust in him and he will do it. He will bring out your vindication as light and your cause will shine as noonday. It's like a cloud is covering it right and hiding it right now. But in his time, He's going to bring it into the full sunshine brightly and, all, and it will see, you'll see it. You'll be vindicated. Be still. And this is where I said, shut up. This is what it really means. It says, it says, don't say anything and don't do anything. Before Adonai. It's the mom in Hebrew. Before, and wait patiently. Wait with longing for him. Don't fret. Don't fret. God said in here in 722 of Deuteronomy, lest the beasts of the field will multiply on you. I'm doing one to little by little. I'm not going to do it all at once. Not the way you want me to do it. Stop arguing. Stop telling me to do it your way. They were not ready for the after effects. God was protecting them from the wild beasts running rampant. Let's ask ourselves, what is God protecting us from? in not allowing things to happen in our timing and on our schedule. Right? We don't know. He's protecting us. 1 Timothy 3.6 says regarding regarding a man being placed in a position of oversight too soon. It says, not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same judgment as the devil. You know what happened to him? Got pride, and he got booted out of Shemaim of heaven. He wanted to be like God, like the Most High. Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28. Maturity takes time. Great leaders usually have age and experience. Youth has its advantages, but it also has its disadvantages. Patience is the name of the game. You're in this for the long haul. That's true of marriage. It's true of parenting and raising children. It's true of your career path. Work at what you love and have a passion for. And don't give up quickly. Don't give up early. What has God given you a love, a passion for? I believe that's what you can succeed at. God wants you to. He doesn't want you to be miserable in what you do. Little by little. Let's say it again. Ma'at, ma'at. Ma'at, ma'at. Gradual. Gradual. Not instant. Not in a hurry. Not hurriedly. No instant success. Don't look for shortcuts. Ma'at, ma'at. Just ask Google. <laughs> I use Google. We, do, we all do it all the time, of course. But we're so used to shortcuts, right? So, so, but, but I hate this one. Win the lottery. I'm going to win the lottery. Yeah, win the lottery. 
Hey, it's between you and the Lord. God both protects us from and he prepares us to. From the wild beasts of the field and to be able to manage the new land inheritance. 2 Peter 1, verses 3 through 8, I'll just finish with these verses, says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and virtue. Through these things, he's given us his precious and magnificent promises. Through them, we're partakers of his divine nature. If we escape the corruption of the evil desires, the lust brought in through this world, now through this very reason, make every effort. And he says, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, knowledge self-control, and self-control patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly love, brotherly love, love. For if these qualities are in you and increasing, they keep you from being, becoming idle and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Then Romans 5, verses 1 through 5, after we've been made righteous by trusting and justified through faith in Yeshua, trusting in Yeshua and have peace with God, shalom through Yeshua. I love, those, love, these past, love this passage. I haven't used it in a while. I love Romans 5, 1 through 5. And we've gained access. We're in through faith into this grace, and we're standing in God's grace. We'll never be in any other position. We're standing in his grace through Yeshua. That's the position we are in before God because of Yeshua's uh, sacrifice and his righteousness that he's given. And says, not only that, but he says, that's not the journey. That's not the, that's, it's not over then. Now, the, in the journey, we boast in suffering. We boast in God's glory. So we boast in the glory of God, but also we boast in suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Hupomone. In, stay under. Hupomone. Stay under. Endurance. And endurance produces character and character hope. And hope won't disappoint because God's love has been poured into your hearts through the Spirit, Holy Spirit who's given us. Listen, that's the end of the commandment. Paul says, is love. Second Timothy, I think it's one nine. The end of the commandment, or one five. The end of the commandment is what? Love. The goal of our instruction, the goal of what we're doing is God. That's what God wants to produce in us. It'll never. Love is going to last forever. And God wants to, yes, that the song goes, reduce me to love. Yes. See what people are like when they're in their last hours on their deathbed, what they care about. They care about how much they've loved others. So it's not worth you proving that you're right. It's not worth you fighting some of those battles that you're trying to fight. It's worth being reduced in God's hand to to love. God wants us to work for our reward and see our fruit through labor. In 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 through through six, to suffer hardship, he says with me, as a good soldier. He uses those three metaphors of the soldier in Messiah. Soldier, uh, and then a, an athlete, and then a farmer. And we see the fruit through the labor. He says, it's not instant, it's gradual. It's, it's seeing the fruit through labor, and you'll see the reward. And at the same time, as this passage in Deuteronomy shares in the parsha today, it's life is not intended. Our life is to be not merely proportionate or corresponding or reciprocal. Our life is also disproportionate. It's supernatural as well. We put God first, and his hand of blessing and success follows. His promise, it's out of the ordinary, because as we put him first, blessing and prosperity in his way, his timing, 
follows beyond anything we could do. Thank you, Lord. We praise you for, and that's Deuteronomy 7, 12, uh, 7, 12 through 15, 11, 22 through 25 especially. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for this, these, this teaching today, Lord, that you want to teach us, Lord, that you're not in a hurry for the foundation that you want to build in our lives and we, that we're growing together as these living stones. Thank you, Lord, Yeshua, that you are the Evan. Evan, the stone, you are the cornerstone the chief, and the chief cornerstone, Pinah, Lord, you are, and you've been tested, and we are following in your steps, Lord, with you. We thank you and praise you. We love you. If you've never trusted Yeshua, invite him into your life. Say, Lord, save me. There's no other way I can be. I want to come the one way that you have declared that I can be saved, trusting Yeshua I receive you today. Forgive me. Wash me. I come and come and pray with someone after service as we close the service out now. But pray that prayer in your heart or write us, contact us. If you're watching this, uh, contact us and we will write you back. Let's stand. We're going to close in the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. God bless you. Shabbat shalom.